Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We pick up our conversations with Todd Greenberg, the Chief Executive of the Australian Cricketers Association. Todd, welcome back to SEN Test Cricket. Good morning and Happy New Year to you, Jared. Before we go really deep, what do you know about the return of Dave Warner's caps? Well, I spoke to him about uh, 20 minutes ago. It's fair to say he's uh, pretty pleased and I think in some respects pretty relieved that he'll get to wear it one last time. So uh, I didn't get into how or where or when or who or any of that sort of stuff, but I was pleased that he got it back. It's, uh, it's the right outcome. Were you a bit pessimistic on that front? Yeah, I certainly wasn't laying awake at night um, thinking that it's going to come back, that's for sure. I thought it was maybe gone. But, uh, yeah, these things have a funny way of evening themselves out. So, look, it's it's nice. Um, he'll be out in the field again, no doubt, in this test match. So he'll get to wear it one last time, which, you know, is a fitting end for him in his 112th test match. So I was really pleased. Uh, and he was equally pleased, as I said, probably relieved and pleased all the same time. The events of yesterday, 45 minutes lost to bad lights. Is there a need for Test cricket to get out of the dark ages and help itself at the moment, Todd? Yeah, I feel like we're in Groundhog Day. I had this conversation, I think, with you and many others this time last year. And, um, you know, no one loves the history and tradition of Test match cricket more than me and and many others who are at the ground. But we also need to understand what business we're in. Uh, You and I have had this conversation before. We are in the entertainment business and... Geez, if we can put a man on the moon, um, surely we can find a way to get ourselves out on a field with lights and figure out some sort of technology that will assist us both keep the players safe, uh, ensure the battle continues in a fair and even contest, but also make sure that play continues. Um, you know, it just seems it seems like we're not moving with some of the challenges that we're facing. So, so who needs to do that, Todd? Is there, there's an inescapable sense that 12 months on and one day we had the exact same circumstance and no one had done anything for whatever sabre rattling was done no one had done anything to improve test cricket's possibilities yep i think that's right um there's a lot of people looking at each other um the way i'm told is the icc is not so much a global governing body but a, a variety of different member nations so those member nations need to get together with the icc and find a way to ensure that these things don't continue to happen. Now, clearly, you can't play in the dark, but uh, I was sitting there yesterday, as were you and many others, and surely there was a way. There must be a way if we get ourselves together. And I say everyone, I mean, the players are part of this. We've got to come together as well, and we've got to find some way to ensure that we're back on the field. Um, I can't think of another sport that will do this consistently, just walk off when the light's not good. Now, uh, again, there are a variety of challenges, so I'm not suggesting it's easy, but... We need to take some ownership. Um, this is our sport, and we're the custodians of the sport. For good or bad, we've got to make sure we leave it in better shape. And we can't leave the sport with this challenge still sitting there open with, with no solution. Are the players cognizant of that big picture, Todd, or, or are there moments where they're too precious to their individual circumstance? Oh, there's no doubt that we've got a part to play in this as well. Uh, and, and that's a big part of my job, is to bring the players along that journey as well and to, you know, educate them and inform them and, you know, have some maybe some difficult or some confronting conversations. That, that's got to be part of it. Um, 
and I'm I'm up for that challenge. Um, you know, I've had many of those conversations already with players. Um, and you know, what I've found with player conversations about things that are about change or about disruption is you've got to tell them the reasons why, you've got to explain it to them, and then you've got to explain to them how the solutions are found. And if you bring them to the table and you get them as part of both the consultation and decision-making process, you usually can solve just about anything. And I have no doubt we could do that. Uh, but as you've you know, rightly articulated, whose role is it? Who's going to take ownership of it? Um, and how do we fix it? Um, I'm, I'm pretty keen to make sure that we're not sitting here this time in 12 months' time having the same conversation. Uh, Todd, Adam Collins here. You mentioned the technology piece to this. I mean, effectively, we've got that technology via the, the pink ball playing under lights when we have day-night test cricket. The players who have been asked about this in the last... Uh, well, last 16 to 24 hours have been pretty reluctant to weigh in and have said they're happy to keep things as they are. But given we have got that option potentially at our disposal, might that be a practical step in the right direction? Yeah, it, it might be. Uh, and there might be something else. There might be people smarter than the three of us on this phone call trying to figure out what might be next. But, you know, I was sitting um, at the back of the stand yesterday and I heard a 10-year-old boy sitting talking to his father and you know, he's talking about the fact that he was at a BBL and they were playing at night only a couple of days before that and he couldn't figure out why they weren't watching cricket because the lights were on. Um, and, you know, sometimes you have to look through that lens of the fans and try to understand, you know, they're the people who pay the bills. They're the people that come through the turnstiles and they're the people that turned up yesterday and they're the people that were shortchanged yesterday. So, again, I'm not suggesting that it's, it's as simple as pulling a pink ball out and I've seen, you know, a lot of players' comments. Um, equally, I've seen former players who potentially when they were playing, would have been the same comments as our current players, but as former players, have, have got probably a broader perspective now. So um, all of that is in the mix, but your, your question still remains, whose role is it, whose responsibility is it, how do we get there? The South African decision that was taken around the squad that's going to New Zealand and the prioritising of the domestic T20 competition, uh, a wake-up call was how Nick Hockley described it yesterday. What's your view and what do you think the implications are? Well, I'm not sure if it's a wake-up call. I'm actually surprised that people um, are surprised about it because this has been coming for quite a while. Um, you and I have had this conversation, I think, over the last 24 months. Um, uh, you know, the implications have been there for all to see over the last couple of years. So this has been coming and, and has been brewing for quite a time. So, you know, my, my view on this is global cricket does not have a revenue problem. But we do have a distribution problem. And maybe to put it more bluntly, you know, global cricket has a prioritisation problem that relates to the distributions that it makes. The revenue in global cricket is growing. Broadcast rights have never been more profitable than at any other time in, in the game's history. So the question really becomes, how can we ensure the distributions of the revenues are more equitable and ensure that those countries who are committed to test cricket uh, and the ongoing rules and regulations of the ICC are better rewarded and remunerated. Um, I think that's the answer. Um, and, you know, it's not so much that we don't have the money, it's that the money's currently not being distributed in a way that protects the asset, which is Red Bull cricket. So if it is a, a wake-up call or indeed a turning point in this conversation, you're talking about distribution there. Well, well Mike Baird's been talking about redistribution and collective responsibility in comments in the paper overnight. Mike Baird is a relatively new administrator, became the chairman of Cricket Australia last year. We're into brass tacks now, I think, aren't we, Todd, with talking about potentially uh, the old big three, India, Australia and England, helping subsidise poorer countries. That'll have an effect on the players as well. It's your revenue stream as well. You share in that revenue. What, what's your instinct when you hear comments like that from Mike Baird? 
Yeah, and, and look, Mike and I have had these conversations, and, and he's right. Um, you know, it, the game's bigger than just what they would call the big three. And um, those that sit around that table have an enormous responsibility to ensure that those other nations are remunerated and protected so that the broader game is also protected. And also, you know, not completely altruistic here, our, our biggest revenue driver in this country still remains Red Bull cricket through broadcast rights. So mm. we've got to make sure that we protect that as well. Um, so his comments are right. Uh, they're not easy, though, clearly around that table where there's a variety of different... Uh, agendas and people will look to you know self-interest at, at all at all turns. But we do have to think more broadly. Now, I've been saying this for the best part of a couple of years now that if we continue to stay on the same path, we are going to end up with the tours that we are seeing now with South Africa and others, where Red Bull cricket is being deprioritised. And I don't want to be in a sport that has that for Red Bull cricket. We've got to make sure that we protect it. Do you detect there is a bit of a shift with Nick Hockley and Mike Baird in, in the way they're approaching this problem compared to perhaps some of their predecessors? Oh, definitely. Uh, definitely. I think Mike has, um, has brought real leadership uh, on behalf of our country to the ICC table. Um, and, you know, it'll be important that we follow through on some of those uh, statements and make sure our voice is, is heard because it's really important. As I said, there's not a lack of revenue in the game. Um, it's about the prioritisation of where that revenue goes. Um, and, you know, you can't fault those players in other countries for changing their priorities because any of us in any vocation will follow where the money is paid. Um, and, and I think any person rightfully listening to this conversation would agree in their profession of choice, they'll do the same thing. And players will equally do the same thing. But we can also assist them by making sure that those countries are rewarded for their players to play test cricket, which currently is not the case. So on the trajectory that we're currently mapping... Todd is in 12 years 15 years 20 years time how many nations do you think will be playing test cricket well I'm hopeful that we can retain you know the 8 to 10 uh, concept of of test cricket but at the moment if we don't make changes that will be fanciful Um, we can't continue to do what we're currently doing today and if we do we will end up with literally the big three it'll be India and England and Australia and those series are great but that will ensure that the scarcity of test cricket uh, remains amongst those three countries and the rest will simply be playing white ball cricket because they will, they will turn around and say, we can't afford to play red ball cricket. Well, we can ensure that we can help them afford to play it. And that's, that's the message I'm, I'm trying to portray here is there is an answer for those countries to be financially assisted or remunerated through the distributions of the game. Um, but that's, that can be an uncomfortable conversation uh, because... You know, when you sit around the table, everybody thinks of their own interest. And, and Mike was right to call it out yesterday to say, actually, you know what? We've got part of the solution here. We've got to be grown-ups. And we've got to make some decisions in the best interest of cricket. And we're up for that conversation as well. Realistically, how much of that swings on India's willingness to engage in that conversation? Yeah, I, I think we're all realists and understand that, you know, they've got the biggest seat at that table. Uh, they've also got the biggest distribution. So... Um, clearly, they're an important player. Um, and I'd like to think that they would equally have the same level of affection for Red Bull cricket and also ensure that they look through the prism of 10 years' time and understand that they'll want to make sure their nation's playing against other countries other than England and Australia as well for the battle for, for Test Match cricket. Um, and that's really important. Those conversations, I'm sure, are underway. It sounded to me like Mike had already opened those conversations, but it sounds like if they haven't been fast-tracked, that they will be. Was a one-and-a-bit-day test in South Africa bad for the format? 
yeah, it doesn't uh, it doesn't all go well for a five day test when it's over like that. Um, I saw some of the highlights. There was some uh, incredible dismissals, but yeah, it um, it, it doesn't. It, it's it's not what Test cricket's about. Test cricket is about the battle, uh, and it is about the ebbs and flows as. You two gentlemen know you've watched more of it than most. Um, and, and that's what the unique nature of test cricket is. It's a test. It's a test of someone's skill, of stamina, of concentration um, and their resilience. Um, I don't see a lot of that happening in a day and a half. No. Todd, good to catch up. Uh, enjoy the rest of the Sydney test. Gents, nice to chat to you and uh, thanks for the, having me on the program. Appreciate it. Cheers.